2022, and this is The Gateway. I'm Rachel Lippman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead on the podcast today, a plan to divide $519 million in settlement money over the now Los Angeles Rams departure from St. Louis made it across the finish line Wednesday, and some officials already have ideas on how to use it. We have maintenance issues that we that we have to uh, deal with. You got the XFL coming in here, and there's some issues we have to deal with. You have the possibility of, of uh, putting on a new roof. We'll have more on that deal coming up on the podcast, but first, the news. Today is the last day of Illinois' veto session, and lawmakers are expected to consider changes to a controversial law that eliminates cash bail. WBEZ's Shannon Heffernan reports. Starting next year, the state can't require people to pay money in order to leave jail while they await trial. Instead, a decision about who is kept in jail will be based on the person's charges and any risk they may flee or threaten public safety. Opponents have said the new law will endanger communities because fewer people will be kept behind bars while they await their day in court. Those opponents have hoped for big changes to the law before it goes into effect January 1. But the current legislation likely being considered by lawmakers today makes only minor changes and largely keeps the reforms intact. Supporters say the reforms will make communities more safe because it forces courts to focus on the most serious crimes. I'm Shannon Heffernan. After nearly 50 years, the Missouri National Guard will soon be its own department again within the state government. The change will increase the number of state departments to 16. According to the new constitutional language, the department would be required to, quote, protect the constitutional rights and civil liberties of Missourians. Democratic State Representative Peter Meredith says he's not too concerned about the Guard being its own department, but he is bothered by the phrasing of the amendment. I think they're supposed to take an oath to the Constitution to follow and uphold the Constitution, as I do. That's a very different task than than protecting the constitutional rights of Missourians, which is something that I think police sometimes do, but mostly courts do. The Missouri National Guard's state mission is to respond to domestic emergencies. According to the Department of Public Safety, the mission of the Guard will not change when it becomes its own agency. St. Louis County government is getting its first electric vehicles. County Executive Sam Page is setting a goal to convert more than 20 percent of the county's light-duty vehicles to electric or hybrid over the next five years. It's clear that vehicle production is moving to electric, and St. Louis County government is preparing to do our part by electrifying our vehicle fleet and reducing the county's carbon footprint. Page says a truck like the new electric Ford 150 is slightly more expensive than its combustion-powered alternative, But he says the electric truck will be less expensive over its lifetime because of lower fuel and maintenance costs. Hi, it's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, your afternoon newscaster at St. Louis Public Radio. Keep podcasts like The Gateway thriving by becoming a member of St. Louis Public Radio today. Your support ensures that your community stays informed and has access to fact-based local and national news. Give right now at stlpr.org. And thanks. The ink has dried on a deal for how a multi-million dollar settlement from the NFL will be split between the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County, and the Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority. Back in 2017, the city sued the league following the departure of the now Los Angeles Rams. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson spoke with our Jason Rosenbaum about the deal and what's next. So how will the $519 million in settlement money be split up between the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County, and the Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority? The city of St. Louis will get 
$250 million, and $30 million additionally will go toward the expansion of the downtown convention center. So the city is basically getting 280 but they really only have 250 to spend how they wish. St. Louis County is getting $169 million, and the board known as the RSA that oversees the dome as the Reverend Earl Nance explained to me after the meeting, will get $70 million to maintain the facility going forward. We have maintenance issues that we we have to uh, deal with. You got the XFL coming in here, and there's some issues we have to deal with. You have the possibility of, of uh, putting on a new roof. Just a whole lot of maintenance issues that, and, and operation issues that uh, need to be taken care of. So we, we know exactly where our money needs to go. So why is the city getting the bulk of the settlement money? It's unclear about how this division came about, but from talking with St. Louis policymakers since the RAM settlement was announced in late 2021, it's pretty clear that city officials were really upset that St. Louis County did not commit to financially support the 2015 stadium proposal aimed at keeping the Rams here. There's also an argument that since the Rams played in the city of St. Louis, that the city is most impacted by the Rams leaving. And so there was always kind of this feeling the city was going to get more money than the county. Uh, There are a number of county officials who are not super happy with this because they argue the county is larger and should get more money because they also helped pay to construct the Dome at America Center. But that's not what ended up happening. So you mentioned local officials and there being a mixed response to it. How are local officials responding to this news? I would say it's getting a mixed reaction. I think that St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and St. Louis County Executive Sam Page are just generally happy that this seemingly difficult process is behind them. Um, There's a number of policymakers who have general ideas about how to use this money, possibly to reverse disinvestment in the city, possibly to help bolster the convention center more. But there were people that were disappointed even on the RSA. I talked with Dave Spence, who is a, a member of that board who was appointed by Governor Mike Parson, And he would have preferred that a lot of the money was put into what is essentially an endowment. And then the city and the county would then benefit from the interest or earnings from that. Here is Spence talking after the meeting. There was no willingness on either administration to even entertain that discussion. And uh, sometimes you do things for the greater good. And that's why we voted yes. Right. And how soon can this money be used? My understanding is that the money is going to remain in an interest-bearing account until sometime in January. At that point, the amount of money in the account will go up to about $519 million. And that's when the money will be divided between the city, the county, and the RSA. And what happens after that is kind of anybody's guess. Unlike COVID-related money, there's no restrictions about how this money can be used. And there's really no time limit to use this money either. That was St. Louis Public Radio's politics correspondent, Jason Rosenbaum. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for having me. Our man in Rollo, Jonathan All, edited that conversation, which you heard on the gateway from St. Louis Public Radio. STLPR is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. 
Music on the podcast is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rachel Lippman. Happy December, everyone. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.